Finite and Infinite Games by James P. Carse. This book. This book. This book. Oh my God, you guys and girls. I finished it and immediately started reading it again. Um, I never do that. It is an invariable principle of all play, finite and infinite, that whoever plays, plays freely. Whoever must play, cannot play. I don't know what else to say about it. It makes my brain hurt a little bit, but in a good way. Is that a thing? Yes, I think that's a thing. Anyway, this book is stunning. Here's another quote. Infinite players cannot say when their game began, nor do they care. They do not care for the reason that their game is not bounded by time. Indeed, the only purpose of the game is to prevent it from coming to an end, to keep everyone in play. It's another case of the absolute right book at the absolute right time. So maybe for you, it's not the right time. And you might look at this book and think, meh, but maybe it is the right time for you. So at least give it a try because it is fucking amazing. Here's another quote. Finite players play within boundaries. Infinite players play with boundaries. Wow. What a difference a preposition makes. Anyway, if you have too many books on your to-read stack, I always do, you can podcast read it instead, um, link to a few um, little podcast episodes and um, notes, one from Made You Think and one from Stuff to Blow Your Mind, and there's also an interview with the author James Carse. I haven't listened to these podcast episodes because I just read the book instead and I like that better because I read faster than I listen or, or I get more out of reading than I get out of listening. I'm not sure. Anyway, back to more quotes. Here's a good one. At which point do we confront the fact that we live one life and perform another or others attempting to make our momentary forgetting become true and lasting forgetting. What makes this an issue is not the morality of masking ourselves. It is rather that self-veiling is a contradictory act, a free suspension of our freedom. I cannot forget that I have forgotten. So the idea of wearing masks or playing roles is one that keeps coming up for me lately. It must be something I need to learn here. Young mentions that the individuated person can step in and out of roles at will. Cars echoes with the statement that finite play isn't possible without this sort of self-veiling, without a self-veiling of some kind, which means stepping into a role, performing, acting a part, wearing a mask in one sense or another. Here's what he says. The issue here is not whether self-veiling can be avoided or even should be avoided. Indeed, no finite play is possible without it. The issue is whether we are ever willing to drop the veil and openly acknowledge, if only to ourselves, that we have freely chosen to face the world through a mask. That's, that's huge. Are we ever willing to drop the veils, the, the roles that we take on, the identities, the labels, the, the postures that we, everything from the clothes we wear to the way we live to, to, how, we, to how we conduct ourselves in, in, in social environments to the conversations that we're willing to have or not, how everything for most of us, most of the time, flows out of our sense of being in a role and of the need to abide by the role. And that's okay if we want to play finite games. And I, and I think that most of the time we do want to be involved in some finite games. There's a lot of fun in those. But if we don't ever get to the point where we're willing to see that the roles we play are roles we've chosen, roles that we, we use then we're trapped by them. 
So there's a naive view, um, one that I've had for a long time, um, that says something like, you know, why, why don't we all just be perfectly honest and completely real all the time with each other? Let's just drop all the masks and, and all the roles and let's just be real. Let's just be authentic. Um, so perhaps that's the ultimate goal, but, but getting there is a process and getting there to the point where we can be very open and real with each other beyond the limitations of a role or a mask or, or a predetermined kind of defined identity. Um, getting there with others requires first being completely honest with ourselves. And that's, that's not easy. There's no deception like self-deception. But here's an important concept that Karst brings up. He says that all the limitations of finite play are self-limitations. So for me, this goes back to a, a phrase that's been in my mind all year. At the beginning of this year, I put this little post-it on my wall, and it says, a choice to live in my own authority, moment by moment. I didn't really know what the fuck that meant when I wrote it down. I just knew that I wanted to quit letting other people or um, societal expectations or roles or obligations or, or, or moral standards or background training or traditions. I, I didn't want that to be what made decisions for me anymore. And I knew that I had to consciously work on not falling into those ruts. We've all been really well trained to do what we're supposed to do. And to consciously stop doing that and to like break those boundaries, that's not easy. So there's, there's a real clear connection here for me in that understanding that living in my own authority means that I might choose to inhabit a role. I might choose to wear a mask at a different time. I might, I might, I might have many that I wear that I take on and off. But I need to recognize that I am the one putting those masks on and off, that, that I'm not trapped by anything. I'm not forced into anything. And none of those rules that might surround any particular role, none of them have any actual authority over me. But by choosing to step into the role, I pretend that they do. I make a choice to say, yeah, I'll play this game. Okay, all right, I see the rules of this game. I'll play by the rules of this game. So the important distinction between infinite players and finite players is not that finite players wear masks and infinite players never, never wear masks. Rather, it's that infinite players realize consciously what they're doing. And because they realize that they're putting masks on and off, they realize that these are finite little games they're playing, they don't take them so seriously. Here's another quote from the book. Since finite games can be played within an infinite game, Infinite players do not eschew the performed roles of finite play. On the contrary, they enter into finite games with all the appropriate energy and self-failing, but they do so without the seriousness of finite players. They embrace the abstractness of finite games as abstractness and therefore take them up not seriously, but playfully. So finite players, on the other hand, uh, forget or choose not to remember that the role is just a role that the mask is not the same as the face behind the mask. So a finite player gets lost in the parts that he or she is playing. They forget that they can unmask, or maybe they choose not to remember that they can unmask. They forget that they can step out of any role or that they can change it at will. They forget that their identity, their very, their real self is not and could never be contained in a role, but that a role is simply a way for them to play with other selves, to engage in these games 
with others. Here's another quote. We are playful when we engage others at the level of choice, when there is no telling in advance where our relationship with them will come out, when in fact no one has an outcome to be imposed on the relationship apart from the decision to continue it. And that's a big one because most of the time when we enter into any sort of interaction or relationship, no matter how uh, casual, we have expectations based on the roles we think we're playing and the roles we expect others to be playing. And so we expect certain relationships to follow tracks, to follow paths, but they don't have to. And what if we could learn how to interact with others in a way that doesn't have a prescription for what the relationship would be? Um, it, it doesn't have to fall into the roles and the patterns and the ruts that are, are designated by these certain games. Instead, we could say, oh, okay, I'm going to enter this role. Perhaps I'm going to begin this friendship or this relationship. Or I'm going to interact with this person. But when, when the limitations of this role or when the boundaries of this mask no longer serve me, I'll be open to what could come. That's a new kind of way to interact with people. And I'm kind of interested in what it might bring. So Kars extends these basic concepts of finite and infinite play into all the big areas of life, and that's where it gets really interesting. Um, we're talking about relationships, politics, economics, property, patriotism, sexuality, health, all of these games that we play with ourselves and each other. He talks about understanding them in terms of finite and infinite play, and it's, it's eye-opening. Um, there's a few things that, uh, that hit me, whew, hit me hard um, in a good way in the kind of way where you, you read the paragraph or the page and then you just, you just set the book down and kind of sit there for a minute and realize that like if, if you absorb that knowledge, if you agree with that, if you let that, that perspective come in, then it, it shifts some significant things for you. So I had a few of those moments with this book. Um, I can't say that it was a really easy book to read or even that it was super enjoyable. It, it was kind of dry. And there are parts of it that were fairly dense. And there was a lot of times that I had to go back and reread a paragraph or a page because I would get lost in the terminology. Um, and Kars builds the terms from the very beginning. So this isn't a book you dip in and out of. You have to start from the beginning and, and understand um, how he's defining each term because otherwise, you know, the last few chapters don't make sense. Um, it's worth it, though. At least it was worth it for me. Because I think there's a path here towards this ideal, this naive ideal perhaps, but still an ideal I like of openness, of honesty, of being real with ourselves first. And then that engenders the ability to be real with others. And I like how Karst describes openness as a vulnerability, as an ongoing process of growth and play with others. It's not about rejecting privacy. It's not about saying that, that everything has to be out in the open all the time. There's no requirement for like unrestrained emotional vomiting or, or masochistic self-exposure. It's just about being willing to see what happens with each other outside, with ourselves and with each other, outside of the predetermined prescribed boundaries of role one, role two, role three, role four. Instead, kind of putting those to the side and just operating more from the core, maybe using those roles, maybe putting those masks on and off, but, but realizing that they're little tools and they're not the definition, they're not the authority. And there's a freedom in that. Here's another quote. 
because infinite players prepare themselves to be surprised by the future. They play in complete openness. It is not an openness as in candor, but an openness as in vulnerability. It is, it is not a matter of exposing one's unchanging identity, the true self that has always been, but a way of exposing your own ceaseless growth, the dynamic self that has yet to be. So it's about getting to your own core, your own, your own self, and then operating from that core. It's about seeing that the limitations of finite play, which means thus any system, any role, any mask, are all self-limitations. We have some lovely background noise. Anyway, then it's about choosing freely how to play with those limitations, how to put on and off those masks, how to step in and out of the roles, and how to use those games as opportunities. Not to win, not to defeat others, not to manipulate or control or hide or deceive, but to play. I'll close out with this last lovely long quote from Carson. To be playful is not to be trivial or frivolous or to act as though nothing of consequence will happen. On the contrary, when we are playful with each other, we relate as free persons, and the relationship is open to surprise. Everything that happens is of consequence. The finite play for life is serious. The infinite play of life is joyous. Infinite play resounds throughout with a kind of laughter. It is laughter with others, with whom we have discovered that the end we thought we were coming to has unexpectedly opened. We laugh not at what has surprisingly come to be impossible for others, but over what has surprisingly come to be possible with others. So, Finite and Infinite Games by James P. Kars. It's a good one.